You're listening to Regular Black Radio. All right, we're recording. What's up? <laughs> oh, goodness. Okay, so this episode of Regular Black switching shit up. <laughs> Welcome to Regular Black Radio, a conversation about being black as told by regular black people. We'll talk about race, identity, and regular things about minority life that you may not have known before. This week's episode, things are a little bit different. My name is Michelle, and you may remember me from a few other podcasts I was on. Chocolate or vanilla? She had to be a black woman though to pull the paper bag out. Like, we know the people that know about the paper bag for real. Communities by color. We really have to break down the history of this country. And my name is what? She didn't forget where she came from. She cared so much about where she came from. Also, I encourage Sally to tell her own journey as a regular black person to kind of give you guys insight as to why she would do this podcast and just about her so you could understand her lens. Um, I've been behind the scenes, I've been on the scenes. This week, the scene is me. Hi, guys. <laughs> hey, Michelle. <laughs> thing I feel has changed is so in the first episode I Prince and I were talking about racism and I had a much more like literal view of racism not that I didn't feel like it existed outside of like its actual definition but I don't know I just I guess I started to see more I definitely got into like a few arguments friendly arguments with people I knew about that and um I, I think it is a little bit more broad than, you know, th- th- sort of the way that I described it in episode one. That's one like very clear, definite thing that I, I can say is different from September 1st until December 26th. But, um, the, I mean, the other things I feel like are much more sort of fluid. I mean, my whole take on this has sort of been that I, um, you know, like I wanted to explore other people's views of what it is to be black. And I, I do think I did that. And it was really, it was really hard to kind of, to, to accept what other people um, feel that being black is and to not impose my own opinions onto them. Um, that was really difficult and, and to, like to maintain my own views and respect someone else's views. And I, I mean, for me, it just kind of shows what I feel is difficult about people who are different culturally, the way black and white people are, um, you know, 
how different it, I mean, how difficult it is to exist in that space. I am someone who is deliberately going out and trying to talk to people, to other black people, but people who are black like I am and, and saying, tell me about your black experience and having my own conflicts about what it means to be black because it's not the same for everybody. So like to try to bridge that gap between races, you know, where we're gonna have much less in common, it, 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 it's just so, like I see how difficult like firsthand it really is. I mean, it's, it's been really hard. It's, it's been difficult to accept. It's been um, hard to see because now I kind of feel like, well, I mean, what are we supposed to do as, as a country? You know, like the truth about the complexities of blackness, I think, is that there's just a lot of hard truths. Yeah. And when you face hard truths, truths, I feel like it's most people's first and natural reaction is to be like, well, let's just fix this. Yeah. Um, but it's not that simple and it's not that easy. And I think that in listening to the podcast, like as a consumer, listener of your podcast, <clears throat> I felt when when you released the Community by Color podcast or that episode, I felt like I don't know if it was like a direct like a significant shift for you, but as a listener it was a significant shift for me. I felt like your experience was changing as it pertained to your blackness and with the podcast. I don't know if that's true or not, but that's how I felt. Uh I don't think I have a question. I just think that was a statement. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's okay. Statements are okay. <laughs> uh, uh, I mean, I, 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 um, it's, it's hard to say, like, because that, that, that was episode four, but it was recorded, like, probably right after episode one was a release, like, very close to the beginning, like, early in the whole process. Um, so... I've, I've, I mean, that was definitely like a very conflicting episode for me. Like I, because I, I felt very strongly about being on both sides of the fence. Um, like I, I understand, but I don't. Like I, I definitely, um, like I, like the whole separation thing doesn't sit well with me. But I also see very clearly how it, you know, like it was beneficial to Black people when segregation was a thing to you know sort of have their own space and to be able to thrive and i mean let's let's set aside history for one second and look at places where that exists now which is like hbcus and how black people who come from those communities are so you know driven and confident in themselves and just you know so very willing to go out and do things. Not that you can't get that at other places, but it's definitely and much more difficult. Mean because you go to an HCBCU, you're going to have your experience. experience, right? But a lot more people. Exactly, come like in, in larger numbers. Yeah. Exactly, because and the opposite is true. Like you don't necessarily have to go to an HBCU to have to right. be that kind of a black person. Exactly. And like, you know, have that. Exactly. You know, I think that. I think what frustrates me the most about this world, um, and I think I was feeling this like early in listening to your podcast, 
or listening to regular black was that I'm very frustrated in like how black and white things and I mean no pun intended you know yeah things kind of have to be in this world I you know I think that either ors exist I'm definitely a person that respects those but I think that you find better solutions and are able to to move through the world in a more fluid way if you acknowledge and recognize the nuances of the existence of people yes um, I- especially as it pertains to race you know what I mean I do agree with that I also think though that it is um it's much harder to acknowledge those nuances and it's it's difficult just in general just because people are people because people are humans and it's hard to hold on to those tiny little things that matter but are different um because it's it's so outside of your world like our brains are structured to it's almost impractical like I don't want to say that it's impossible but it's you know there's only 24 hours in a day and beyond dealing with race relations every day has its challenges that don't even always pertain to your your race so people are just trying to get through the day right. if you can find a box to put something in it's it's time that you don't have to think about that you can do the other things that are you know immediate pressing things in your life and so I understand the functionality of black and white boxes and you know very this or that but I do feel like you know we're at a time in culture where people are kind of tearing down the you know the this or that the black and white Mm -hmm. dimensions of race in this country but I understand you know what I mean I want the box do you want the box no, I understand the purpose of the box, and I definitely think that boxes are necessary, but I want the understanding of the boxes to change. You know, I think that the way black people, and I'm speaking about black people because I'm black, and this podcast is regularly black, but, but the way black people are perceived, and even the way we perceive ourselves, I want that box to open up and be a bit more broad. And people's like base understanding of blackness has to change. I guess that's what I'm saying. Do you know yeah. what I mean? I mean, uh, I if it, if there has to be a box, I would hope that it can exist around something other than race, and that you know the differences that we do have between races are um, acknowledged but not ostracized on you know by any party. So like you know you can acknowledge that someone is a different race, but I just hope that we can get to a place where it's not such a big deal, you know, that, that, that existing with someone who is different from you is not so unheard of, you know, it's not so, it, racially, it's, it's not so foreign. I think I just want blackness to be acknowledged yeah. as a thing that's not necessarily bad. Right, but is there? But is there, and is like respected as its own, like I it in its bo- own right. I I believe in making mistakes. Um, I be, I believe in doing you know what you believe in and making mistakes, but also learning from them and growing from them. I think that's absolutely essential 
Um, and I mean, that was, you know, what I wanted to do with this podcast. I wanted to say what I mean and, you know, learn from it or grow or change my mind or whatever made sense at the end. And I feel like I've seen your growth and it's been really beautiful to to experience this podcast. It's been a really well-produced, beautifully insightful podcast that is uniquely from your point of view. And I think that the world needs and needed this. And, you know, I think that experiencing someone's uh, experiencing someone's experience in real time with something as uh, sensitive as race mm. you know is a story and is an experience we all need Do you know what I, mean? I think we need more people you know starting at whatever place they are with anything and and I struggle with this myself of being vulnerable enough to share that journey. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And and not being afraid of being like wrong or saying the wrong thing or sharing a hard experience or mm-hmm. you know, the world is harsh though and, and so I can understand people who don't want to do it, but your willingness to do it is admirable and it's something I personally appreciate. Thank you. Thank you for telling me. <laughs> Woo-hoo. In a perfect world, what would your end goal be? Or what would you have want to, wanted to accomplish with this podcast? Um, I mean, I, I just hope that, um, you know, people can see the black experience with a little bit more dimension than maybe was the case before that's that would be my primary that would be my hope in listening is that that you know it is understood um how different and similar and varied and wonderful uh it is to be black amen Uh, (laughs) uh, yeah I think so too I also think not to add on to what your desire was because that's yours Uh, you know I hope in in I live to see the day where everyone's culture that lives in this country is honored and respected yes as its own yeah and appreciated you know for its differences for its differences for specifically for its like i i, I would hope that and there isn't this merge to make everyone the same yes i i, that. I like, that is exactly you know i didn't even talk about this really but that's my issue with the you know the, the colorblind thing i don't want everyone to be the same i want us to respect what makes us different and to like embrace those things and acknowledge them and you know be willing and open to just be okay with that 
yeah, outside of our own color lines and inside of them as well. Exactly. Exactly. You know, this is regular black, but I think that whatever lens that you're viewing your blackness from, unless you, it's hard to apply that to the experience of other people who are black. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Because Mm -hmm. we have a shared experience where we have some pretty serious common denominators. But like, everybody ain't the same. Like, some people are Afro-Caribbean. Some people are African-American. I guess what people would consider regular black. Did you listen to uh, another round where they were talking about regular black? Yes, I did. I guess we are considered regular black. Yeah. I mean, I even, you know, I have my own... Americans are... I guess considered regular black. I I have my own definition of what it is, but yes. I know. But I but guess I did what, hear what, yeah, like a common understanding of regular black is just like I guess the the black that everyone. Mm-hmm. I guess most people have experiences with through the media, not necessarily like the you know, portraying black people as like thugs and maids, but like. Moesha or like whatever. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, yeah, but like everyone is a coming from it from the same place. We're mm-hmm. Appalachian black girls. Do you know what I mean? We have a very unique experience. Mm-hmm. We're black Americans. We can, you know, relate to a lot of other black Americans, but there's a lot that maybe we couldn't relate to and people couldn't relate to us because our region, our our particular circumstances are different. Everyone's experience is different, no matter what color you are. But I think outside of races, I think we need to respect the experiences of other people's races, but also inside of our own race, we have to respect the experiences of other people. Mm-hmm. Everyone is not the same. Yeah. And the goal isn't the same for everyone. And we all shouldn't want to, you know... I don't know. There's, yeah, I think that res- respectability is a thing that like all black people, I guess, are supposed to thrive for or reach for, or maybe that's been my perception of it. And I don't think that that's necessarily true. I think you should just strive to be who you are. Be who you are. Amen. Yeah, cool. Uh, what do you want to do next? Um, season two of Regular Black Radio. What? What? <laughs> what? So I'm hoping to change um, some things about the format. I haven't really like solidified what exactly, but um, hoping to change a few things about the format. The schedule will definitely be different uh, because obviously I struggled with keeping up with a one week schedule and. I want. I do want to make it regular, but I also want to make it uh, no pun intended. I, but I also want to make it <laughs> consistent. <laughs> Michelle is dancing. <laughs> um, you know, so that you can really expect the next episode to come out. You know, at the next designated designated time frame, which I'm I'm thinking will be two weeks. I'm going to stay on as a producer, so I think that. In a perfect world, each season of Regular Black should be something that is already recorded, edited, produced before you 
all the episodes that you're planning to do. Mm-hmm. So you won't have like the every week, whatever. I, I love that about Lena Dunham's podcast. You could tell this was done way before they announced it or it seemed that way. Yeah. I, I, uh, I, I want some of that, but not like completely. I, I'll, you know, I'm, I, but I do want sort of segments like Lena Dunham. Lena Dunham has where there's different types of pieces. Um, I'm hoping to do more writing in the, in the near future. So speaking of, you should. Is there a website to buy this book at? Because I tried uh, to find it. I don't know if you can buy. I think you can. But I'm not. I'm not sure. To be 100 percent honest, I'm just not sure. But I'll look it up. But it's it's um, it's WordPress dot. No wait. It's yeah. Wait. Okay, it's the avenue.wordpress.com. Speaking of writing, because we didn't clarify and we're on a podcast. Speaking yes. of writing, Sally's writing is featured in The Avenue. Yes, which is a um, soon-to-be biannual journal that comes out, um, that comes from Hamden in, in Baltimore City, where I live. And it's called The Avenue what? It's called The Avenue. It's just called The Avenue. There's like a... Oh, so this edition is the, the good, the bad, the ugly, the city. Yes. So there are topics for each um, edition, and this one was Baltimore City, so I, I wrote a little piece about Baltimore City, and mine is the first one in the book. OMG! I'm so excited. <laughs> it's the first thing in the book. It is. What? Yeah. And it's a book. And so, it's a book. What? It's a legit book. It's legitimately a book. <laughs> so we're definitely going to figure out the website for this. Yeah. Um, and put a link to it in the description yes, box. Yes, there will the be website. a link. Yes, yes, yes. Um, but you, if you can, if there is a link to purchase the book, you certainly should purchase the book. You should. She's a, Sally's a fantastic writer. Um, Thank you. I'm trying. I'm growing as a writer. <laughs> and she's taking classes as a writer uh, I took one class and I'm I, I, I'm hoping I can incorporate more into my schedule um, but we'll see I'm, I want you to submit like like stories to websites I've wanted you to do that for a while but like I don't know how to do that also it's very intimidating most people do that uh I, know, I mean, I know that people who write generally, like, they are, you know, submitting things to several places, like, all of the time. I'm just not, I don't, I don't know, it just makes me very anxious. No, I understand. Anxiety is a mofo, and yeah. it will keep you from doing most things. Yes. Uh, but I would like to do, you know, more writing, so maybe... Maybe just in general. That's the goal. Just write more. Yeah. And then... We could talk another time about submitting these writings yes. and personal essays yes. or essays to places. Yes. The goal right now is to write. And I'm excited because you usually share your writing with me before all y'all find out about it. <laughs> so I'm over here winning. Anyway. <laughs> well, you're a good listener and you give good feedback. So I'll be trying. It helps. But I love you, Sully. And I love you, you too. Letting me be a part of this. Because this was, yeah. you know, this was your journey. But I feel like I was a part of a lot of it. You definitely were. Uh, you were a big part of it. Uh, 
I just really appreciate you taking me on this journey. Aww. And I'm very proud of you. Like, you did Thank it. Thank you. We've, you know, I didn't see mine through either in terms of our... If you don't know, Sally and I have a... YouTube a, channel. A YouTube channel. A Tell of Two Cities. A Tell of Two Cities where we were essentially chronicling our journeys as creatives. Yeah. Um, and we both kind of abandoned our journeys. Yeah. But Not abandoned them. I completely abandoned mine. I stopped because it was uh, supposed to be like a back and forth and I had done two. And I'm talking about like my own personal, like I'm supposed to oh, be like your journey in developing general. my website and, yeah. and create, becoming but an online creative. It's okay because uh, there's still time, so. Which I'm still doing, not exactly. in my own, not for my own self, but I do like work for a website now. Big, that is a really huge thing. Like that's a huge big thing no it is i'm you know i'm very grateful to even have the opportunity to yeah. do that but the anxiety on both like doing it for myself or doing it for someone else mm-hmm. and other entities is is, is really daunting yeah. uh which is why we had a tell two cities to begin with and so the point to do it still remains <laughs> so yeah. yeah i don't think we i don't think i should have abandoned the journey uh but i think both of us the podcast was like hard to do as the semester went on and so right uh it's really hard to commit yourself to something mm-hmm. and see it through with all the anxieties that come with being a creative like yeah you know your mind can stop you from doing things yeah and it does it stops me a lot of times like yeah that's i i definitely struggle with that too where um like something feels so big and intimidating that it's yes. just like, nope, not doing it. Like, I can't do it. Yeah, so you just kind of like abandon it and then you're sad later like, oh, I should have did it. Right? But, you know, but at then the time. you get your mind up to do it, it's like, you, you. Like, why do you do it? Right. You should have done this. Why do you, you do it? Do what are you doing today? Or like this happens you're to me this. all the time where I'm like, oh, that was super easy. Why did I do that before? Like, why was I not? Like, I'm so glad that I did, and I could have before, and I didn't. Like, I'm always, like, mad at myself, you know, because now, like, after having done it, it's like, oh, it was totally doable. Like, or even if it was hard, it could be done. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's okay, because work in progress, you know, one step at a time. I I don't, like, I, I feel like I get to that point with something like just every so often and like I'm I don't know that I'll ever be to the point where like I'm completely over it no one will you know what I mean your work yeah. will probably be terrible if you don't have anxiety about it you know what I mean <laughs> <laughs> you gotta be your own worst critic in some ways or you'll be put down complete bullshit <laughs> <laughs> Well, um, you know, but I, 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 I would like to get to the point where it's not like impeding me on a regular basis. Like, right. It is debilitating daily for yeah. me. So yeah, which to bring it to a close, I think that's why we, we have so many stalemates when it comes to these race conversations, yeah. because the anxiety is like anxiety is real just yeah, personally it is and so if you don't know something our main cause for anxiety that we were talking about is just not knowing what's going to happen and so if you don't know 
anything about a person's culture or experience mm-hmm. or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, it's really, you probably have like a lot of anxiety about how to approach it. I get really annoyed when I feel like I'm around like white folks and I just like being all standoffish or acting like they don't know how to talk to me or they're using slang. Oh yeah, like, right. Like, <laughs> hey girl. <laughs> like, yeah, girlfriend. <laughs> Miss me with a girlfriend, bro. Like, I can't. Like, uh, that was off the hook. But I guess, you know, I do do this. I'm not like a terrible person or anything. Like, you have to give people graces. And with yeah. stuff like that, unless you're being like extra with your slang. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, Which I- you kind of have to give people graces. Like, they don't. They're yeah. doing this because they don't know, know what to do. What like they, do. they think you know they have, like, it's, it's just so funny to me, like to think like you have to be someone you're not in order to act, interact with me. And that is not the case at all. Like, even if I was someone who like did those things all the time or whatever, I mean, there's definitely tons of stuff that I do that white people don't do, but I'm not expecting you to be me. Just be you, be white. It's cool. It's fine. I'm, yeah. I'm okay with that. Be you. You know, and and I'll be me, and we'll be fine. Exactly, like come through. <laughs> but at the same time, we probably could have had white people on this podcast, and we didn't. So it's hard to to talk I, to white well, people about race, but they do that, the most to avoid it. So like, <laughs> I I do think they they do the most to avoid it a lot of the time. But I will say I have recorded some conversations with white people. There will likely be white people in season two. Look at God. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> This episode of Regular Black was produced by Michelle, a boss black person. Right. She has a business. <laughs> She's legit, yo. Hey. We did All it. Right. Hey guys, Sally here. A big thank you to Michelle for producing this episode. I really look forward to working with you more in season two. And thanks to all my listeners. This is the last episode for season one, but I'm going to take this time off over the next few months so that I can make season two the best that it can be for you guys. And don't worry, you'll be hearing from me in the meantime as well. I'll be doing semi-season episodes every few weeks to keep you guys in the loop. I'll even be asking for your input on new segments, so be sure to subscribe to the RBR newsletter if you haven't done so already. Thanks so much for listening and making season one a great one. And remember to be your black, whatever that means to you. I definitely didn't produce this podcast. You asked me more questions than I asked you, and I rambled like I always do, which is why I do want to do this. I feel like... It was your idea you wanted to do it. I wanted to have a strong journalistic approach where I was asking questions, okay. but then you asked me one question, which made me think for a long time, Not... and then I rambled for at least 30 minutes. It wasn't 30 minutes. It was definitely closer to 15, like probably 10 or 15 minutes. Okay, so going forward, we back. All right.